Thanks for listening to the Cornerstone Chapel Middle School Podcast. Let's head into the service for this week's message. So the last few weeks we've been in the book of Exodus and we have been learning about an incredible journey of three million people, the Israelite people. And they were once in slavery in Egypt to Pharaoh, forced to build and do hard labor, but they have been set free from Pharaoh And they have left Egypt, and they were led by a man named Moses. Everybody say Moses. They were led by a man named Moses out of Egypt, and they are now free from the Egyptian influence and slavery. And last week we learned that they have just been set free from slavery. They've just walked through, we learned, an ocean that was parted in half. The Red Sea was parted in half. They walked through this ocean, literally on dry land. And then when Pharaoh and his men decided, you know what, we do want to keep them as slaves, and pursued them, the waves came crashing down and crushed the army. And remember, they sang songs about how awesome it was, like, Pharaoh is dead, this is great. And they sang songs of worship to God. But then we learned that three days later, they got low on water and food. And somebody raised their hand and tell me, what did the Israelite people begin to do after just three days? What did we talk about last week? Yeah, what did they do? They complained. They whined. They just, oh, oh, we don't have any water or food, and it's hot out here. I'm having a bad hair day. This is the worst. The macaroni and cheese is too cheesy. And they were just complaining and whining. Sorry, I sound like a middle school girl when I complained. I just, I don't know, I just picture that. Maybe because I have a younger sister. That's probably why. But they just complained, and they whined. And we learned last week that, that complaining doesn't help a situation. It actually makes it worse. And we need to learn to, to be content with what we do have and with what God has given us. And if we do have a legitimate need, rather than complaining about it, we should just ask God. That's what Moses did. When the Israelite people just complained, oh man, do we have any water? We're going to starve to death and die of thirst. Moses goes, hey guys, we serve an amazing God. I'm just going to ask him for our need and, and he's going to provide. And he goes to God and says, God, we need water. And at one point... God, Moses said, God, we need water. And uh, God goes, all right, Moses, take your staff and just hit that rock. Hit the rock? Yeah, hit the rock. Whack! Water just begins to flow out of it. How cool is that? Another time, they say, God, we need, we need food. The next morning, and every morning after that, the Israelites were in the desert. When they woke up and they went outside of their tent, their entire campground was covered with bread. Holy manna from heaven that came down. It was sweeter than honey, they say. And it was placed all around their camp. Imagine you wake up, and rather than like school being canceled for snow, it's canceled because of Cheerios, just lining the ground all over. Yeah, we're going to have a Cheero day because the roads are clogged with Cheerios. Just going to have to call school. It's too much. They'd be the best ever. You just go outside and just be going after it, eating Cheerios all day. What a day. Ah. Ah. That might have been a dream I had last night. I don't know. But so they go out of their tents and all the ground is covered with bread, with food. And then later, God on certain occasions would send them huge flocks of quail, which were a type of bird. And they would catch the birds and they would eat the birds. Kind of like just sending a 
a flock of chickens to the camp, and they would eat the chicken. Never tasted quail, but maybe it tastes like chicken. You've tasted quail? There you go. He's hunted quail. Take his word for it. It's good. So God is now providing for the Israelites while they're in the desert. God is also leading the Israelites. During the day when the Israelites are traveling, they're actually following a cloud that is in front of them. And God, like supernaturally, brought a cloud to them, and it was leading them. I don't know if it was like a little small cloud or like a lightning bolt cloud or what, but there's this cloud in the sky, and they just followed it. And when the cloud stopped, they stopped. And when it kept moving, they kept moving. And then at night, they had this massive flaming pillar, this massive flaming, like, I don't know if it was like a a cloud of fire. I don't know, but it just says a pillar of fire led them at night when they traveled. And when it stopped, they stopped. So God was providing for the Israelites. He was leading the Israelites. And there was a purpose in this because God was leading them to a mountain. And the mountain is called Mount Sinai. Everybody say Mount Sinai. Sinai. And the cool thing about this mountain is, you remember we talked a few weeks ago about Moses speaking to God through the burning bush. Well, that encounter happened on this mountain. On this very mountain is where Moses and God first spoke. And he said, Moses, I'm going to take you. I'm going to use you to lead out of Egypt the Israelite people. Three million people. I'm going to use you to lead them out of slavery. And I want you to bring them here once you've done that. And so that part of God's promise is fulfilled. And the people arrive at Mount Sinai. And when they get there, they form a line around the mountain. And Moses goes up the mountain to speak to God. And God has now been providing for the Israelites. He has led the Israelites. And now he is going to reveal to them his plan, his purpose. And we know his plan and his purpose is to take these three million people who were once slaves, to lead them into a new land, and to establish them as a nation, as a people. Do you guys remember a while back we talked about a man named Abraham? Do you guys remember that? And God made a promise to Abraham. Somebody raise in and tell me, what was the promise that God made to Abraham? Anyone remember the promise that God made to Abraham? Anybody? Yeah? What did he make? Yeah. He promised him, hey, Abraham, I'm going to take you, and you're going to have children as numerous as the stars. And those children, those descendants, they will grow into a mighty nation. Well, Abraham had a son named Isaac. And then Isaac had a son named Jacob. And then Jacob had 12 sons. And those 12 sons went to Egypt. And then after generations and generations, around 400 years, those 12 sons' families grew into over 3 million people. Their descendants over 400 years. And now those 3 million people are being brought out of Egypt and are now being ready to fulfill that promise and make a new land. How crazy is that? The God's fulfilling this promise. So God has a plan for these people to make this mighty nation. But before he makes this nation, he wants them to do two things. To understand who he is and to understand how he expects them to live their lives. So God gives to Moses in chapter 20, as we're going to read, he gives to him some instructions to give to the people of Egypt. Or, I'm sorry, of Israel. So let's read that now in chapter 20, verse 1. Read along with me. It says this. And God spoke all these words. I am the Lord your God, who brought you out of Egypt, out of the land of slavery. 
you shall have no other gods before me. You shall not make for yourself an idol in the form of anything in heaven above or on earth below or in the waters below. And you shall not bow down to them and worship them. For I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God, punishing the children for the sins of their fathers to the third and fourth generation of those who hate me, but showing love to the thousand generations of those who love me and keep my commands. You shall not misuse the name of the Lord your God, for the Lord will not hold anyone guiltless who misuses his name. Remember the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. Six days you shall labor and do your work, but the seventh day is the Sabbath day to the Lord your God. On it you shall not do any work, neither you nor your son or daughter, nor your manservant or maidservant, nor your animal, nor the alien within your gates. For in the six days the Lord made the heavens and the earth, the sea and all that is in them, but he rested on the seventh. Therefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and made it holy. Honor your father and your mother, so that you may live long in the land that the Lord is giving you. You shall not murder, you shall not commit adultery, you shall not sin, you shall not uh, give false testimony against your neighbor, and you shall not covet your neighbor's house, you shall not covet your neighbor's wife, or his manservant, or maidservant, or ox, or donkey, or anything that belongs to your neighbor. All right, pause there for a second. So Moses speaks to the people and he says, God has given us ten commands that he wants us to to obey Him with. He wants us to to build our lives, to build our country, to build our culture, our lives around the way that we should live and treat other people. And these are the Ten Commandments. And you guys, raise your hand if you've heard the Ten Commandments before today. If you haven't, it's okay. But raise your hand if you've heard the Ten Commandments. Raise your hand if you remember all the Ten Commandments by memory. Anybody remember them by memory? A couple of you guys, cool. Well, the Ten Commandments, for people who aren't even Christians, it's a pretty popular thing to know about the Ten Commandments. You know, some of the big ones that people remember are don't murder, don't kill people. That's a pretty big commandment that people tend to remember. But, but God is giving these commands to the people that they might base their lives and the way that they conduct their nation and the way that they conduct themselves. And he's giving them these laws and commandments. And I had a teacher in elementary school, um, sorry, not elementary school, in, in, in uh, Sunday school, when I was in fourth grade, who taught me a way to remember all ten of the Ten Commandments. be honest, it was a little weird, but it helps you to remember them. So I, I want to teach you guys today, so hopefully you guys will leave being able to remember all ten. So what she would do is she would use her fingers. Everybody do like this, like this. She would use her fingers, jazz hands, Use our hands to remember. It's a little bit like VBS, but that's all right. So the first one was this. She would go, all right, commandment number one, you shall have no other gods before God. So you're supposed to just have one God, one finger, one God. You got that? First commandment, one God, no other gods before me. Well, she talked like that. It was kind of a weird thing. Anyway, she had, a, she had her, her husband... Well, she was Mrs. Rogers, and she had a husband named Mr. Rogers, and it was just really funny to me. I don't know why. So, one God before me. And then there was two. Number two, you shall not make any idols. Now, children, don't these look like scissors? Uh, Yeah, kind of. Okay, well, scissors, you can make stuff, right? Okay. Well, you shouldn't make, using scissors, any other idols. That's how she told us to remember it. I'm like, 
what am I going to like cut out a snowflake and worship it? Like, how's that going to, I don't know how I make an idol with that, but okay. So number two, our scissors don't make any idols with your scissors or anything else. Okay, Miss Rogers, whatever you say. Okay, number three, children, okay? You're not supposed to take the Lord's name in vain. Now, when you hold up a three, what does it look like? It looks like a W. Yeah, that's good. Okay, where's she going with this? Okay, W is the first letter in the word word. Okay, cool. Well, there's a word that you shouldn't use by taking God's name in vain. So don't use God's name, which is a word, in vain. That one's a stretch, Miss Rogers, okay? But I'll take it. So, three is a word, and the word that you shouldn't use in vain is God's name. Okay, okay, cool. Okay, three. This one is probably not my favorite. This is my second favorite. Okay, number four. Number four is that you're supposed to remember the Sabbath, the Sunday, okay? And you're supposed to go to church on Sunday. So, number four, put your fingers together like a Klingon. Or not, isn't that a Klingon? It's Spock. Is he a Klingon? Vulcan. Yeah, Vulcan. So put your fingers together, okay? Flip it upside down. It's like two little legs. You're going to walk to church, okay? So for that one, yeah, I know. That's my favorite. So four fingers together. Just going to walk to church like a little child. This is how I look when I walk to church. Question, did anyone walk to church today? Drive to church? That's a great one. So... Number four is, remember the Sabbath by going to church. All right, number five. Shh. Number five. Five fingers, okay, kids? Five fingers. Five fingers. With your five fingers, put them together. Make a salute. You're supposed to honor your father and mother. Got that? Now, I don't usually salute my dad like, Father, good to see you. How may I obey you today? Not usually how it goes. Five fingers together, honor your father and mother. Great. All right. After that, this is my favorite one by far. Just, this is probably my favorite one. Okay. So, number six, children. Okay? Pretend this is a person. Pretend this is a gun. Bang! Don't kill people. Okay? Number six. Don't kill people. Okay? Children. I'm in fourth grade, and I learned this, okay? My mom's like, after, my mom's like, what did you learn in church today? Bang, don't kill people. <laughs> don't go tell your parents that. That'd be bad. All right, so that's number six, children. Six, here's the gun, here's the person. Bang, don't kill people. Okay, number six. All right, number seven is to not commit adultery. And she tried to explain this one to us, but she didn't really because we were too young, but you guys are old enough. So it's to not have sex outside of marriage. So for this one, she said, okay, for this one, you have five people over here and two people over here. It's okay to be in groups and hang out, but you don't want to be alone and have two people go away and do something bad, okay? So that's adultery, okay? Bad. That was number seven. Number eight. This one was a little bit graphic. I'll be honest with you, number eight, okay? Number eight, children, okay? In medieval times, if you stole something, they would chop off your fingers. So, when you hold up eight, pretend like your pinky has been chopped off in your thumb, okay? So, number eight, chopped off for stealing things, okay? So, number eight, fingers chopped off, stealing stuff, don't steal stuff, number eight, okay? Number nine, now, bearing false witness means to lie or to stretch the truth about somebody else. So, she explained it this way. 
This woman is a great woman. I just want you to know. Okay, she loves Jesus. Great woman. Okay, don't judge her just because these are kind of weird. For this one, children, okay, pretend like for number nine, okay, your thumb is sad. Why is your thumb sad? Because all nine other fingers are making fun of the thumb and spreading lies. Okay? They're lying about the thumb. That's why the thumb is sad. Your thumb is sad because everyone else is lying about the thumb. Don't lie, children. Don't bear false witness. Okay? Don't lie about your thumb. Okay? The thumb's now happy for the 10th commandment. Okay? So 10 is all 10 fingers. And 10 is to covet. And covet means that you want something that someone else has. So she goes, okay, for 10, for covet, if you see something someone else has and you want it, you want to take it. You just want to take it. So for 10, you covet, you want something that someone else has, children. And that is the Ten Commandments. Clap it up. Come on. Come on. Woo! All right. Let's see. Let's see. So I'm, I'm going to run through them one time. I'm going to run through them one time, and then I want you guys to do it. So here we go. Shh, shh, shh. Number one, have no other gods before God. Number one, one God, one. Okay, cool. Number two, don't make any idols with your scissors or anything else. Don't make any idols, okay? No graven image, no idols, okay? Number three, there's a word we're not supposed to use unless in proper context. And that word is the name of God. Don't take God's name in vain. It's a word, W3. Okay, four, make the Vulcan thing. Go upside down. Go into church. Make sure you keep the Sabbath holy. Go to church. Okay, number five, salute. Honor father. Honor mother. Honor your father and mother is five. Okay, number six, bang, dead. (laughs) Don't murder people. Great. Number seven, two people go alone, commit adultery. Don't do it. Number eight, getting your little pinky chopped off on your thumb. Why did you get it chopped off? Because you stole. Don't steal. Number ten, your thumb is sad. Why is your thumb sad? Because they're being made fun of and lied about. Don't lie. Okay? Don't commit. What? What? Darn it. I'm so close. Nine. Okay. Nine, making fun of the thumb, bearing false witness and lying. And number 10, take something else that someone else has. It's not actually stealing, but it's coveting. It's wanting to take something someone else has. So that's all 10. So, Leslie, take them down. Take them down. Take them down. All right. Let's see what you guys got. Number one, you should have one God, okay? No other gods before God. Number two, what's number two? Scissors. Don't make any other gods, okay? Number three, there's a word. Don't use the Lord's name in vain. Number four, go to church. Keep the Sabbath holy. Number five, honor your father and mother. Number six, bang. (laughs) Murder. Number seven, committing adultery. Don't do it. Number eight, stealing. Get your pinkies chopped off. Don't do that. Number nine, your thumb's sad. Why is it sad? It's being made fun of by your other fingers. Don't lie. Okay, bear false witness. And then number ten, take something someone else has to covet or to want to take what other people have. Guys, give yourselves a round of applause. That was good. Awesome. Hey, if you guys can leave here today, say you're the Ten Commandments, I am very happy. That's awesome. So... When uh, There's an interesting story, though, I want to tell before we close our study today, and it's this. 
Jesus at one point in his ministry, thousands of years after these Ten Commandments were given, was asked a question. A bunch of men were trying to trick him into giving a wrong answer to a question to to prove that he wasn't God or that he wasn't who he said he was. And they said, Jesus, we have a question for you. And our question is this. Of all the commandments in the Old Testament, the Ten Commandments, all the other ones, which is the most important? Now what they're trying to do is they're trying to trick him. They want Jesus to say, well, it's important, most importantly, to not kill people. So they can go, aha, you don't think it's important to not covet. See, he's a hypocrite. Or they want him to say, well, it's most important to not lie. Oh, you think lying's bad? Well, is murder not bad? Is that what you're trying to say, Jesus? They're trying to trick him and catch him. And using his own words against him. But, but guys, you, you can't really argue with Jesus. He's, he's going to beat you just about every time. Actually, he will beat you every time. And Jesus goes, okay, well, let me tell you the greatest commandment. The greatest commandment is this. The greatest commandment is this. Love the Lord your God with all of your heart, with all of your soul, and with all of your mind. That's the greatest commandment, the most important one. And after that, and following with that commandment, is the second. Love your neighbor as yourself. Love other people. Jesus sums up all the commandments and says what you're supposed to do, what God expects you to do, is to love God and love people. If you've been around here very often listening to me preach, you've heard me say this a lot. Because I I think this very well summarizes what we are called as Christians to do. We are called to, to love God, to seek to know Him, to obey Him, to understand Him, to love Him, and to love other people. Going back to those Ten Commandments, each one of those Ten Commandments can be broken down either into loving God or loving people or into both of these things. For example, the first four commandments have to do with showing love or respect to God. The first four commandments are about your relationship with people, and or, I'm sorry, your relationship with God and how you are to have your relationship with God. You're supposed to worship just one God. God on high. You're not supposed to make any other idols and worship them. You're, you're supposed to remember to not use His name in vain, but treat His name with respect. And on Sundays, we pause and we worship Him. And we give Him praise. We show Him that we love Him. Those first four commandments deal with loving God. And, and the next six deal with our interactions with people. Hey, Hey, honor your mom and dad. They deserve that. Hey, don't kill people. That's, that's a way of showing love, okay? Not killing people. Hey, don't lie about people. Don't covet what they have. These all deal with your relationships with people and treating them with love. Isn't it amazing how here in this passage, Moses, or, or God rather, is giving the Israelites the foundation of everything that they're going to build. He's saying, hey, build your nation, build your culture, build your lives around these ten principles, okay? Upon these words. And when you boil those down to their core, God's really saying, hey, build your lives, build your nation, build your culture, build it on love. Might that be the bedrock, the motivation for everything that you do? The way that you treat people, the way that you treat God? Might love be the core of everything that you do? 
You see, there's, there's a purpose in that, a reason for that. See, sometimes we as Christians, and we talked a little bit about this at winter camp, we think that just being a Christian is following a bunch of rules. You know, and it even sounds like it when you're reading that. You shall not murder. You shall not commit adultery. You shall go to church. It's like, shall do this, shall not do this, shall do this, shall do not do this. And, and it feels like, man, being a Christian is just a bunch of rules and that's all there is to it. But, but no, guys, don't you understand? If you boil it down to it, there's really only one rule. Love God and love people. That's all that God asks of us. And all the other things grow out of this one rule, this one command. God's only command to us is, hey, guys, love. Love me, for I have loved you. And love the people that I placed on earth around you. And show them love. And the way to show them love is is to not lie about them. Is to not covet what they have. Is to not love yourself more than you love other people. Everything is based on and centered on love because everything is based on and centered on God. And God is love. And He practiced perfect love. And the reason that Jesus says the most important commandment is to love God and then love people is because if we can't learn to love God and we don't learn about God's love, we can't love people in a perfect way. We can't. As we go through these next five weeks, I'm going to take five weeks, and I want us to talk about each of these commandments. Not one each day, but we'll spread it out a little bit. But as we're learning about these commandments, just keep in the back of your mind, how is this commandment teaching me to love? Is it teaching me to love God or man? Is it teaching me how to treat the people around me or how my relationship with God should be? And don't view these as a bunch of rules or regulations or or binding things. View this as God showing you love and wanting you to show love to other people. He gives us these rules to protect us, to help us. He gives these rules out of love. Your parents, when you were born, didn't get together and they didn't say, all right, honey, check this out. Let's make a list of ways in which we can make a bunch of rules so that Samuel has a terrible life. It's going to be great. We're going to make a bunch of rules, and it's going to be about how, how he can just suck the fun out of life. Okay, number one, he's not going to be allowed to touch hot stoves. Yeah, that's a great one. Yeah, not going to be able to. Okay, no driving of cars until it's legal. Okay, cool. I like that rule. We're going to make him do the trash every Sunday night. <laughs> yeah, they weren't doing that, okay? They weren't coming up with rules to make your life terrible. They were coming up with rules thinking, okay, our son is absolutely insane, okay? If he is going to survive to the age of two years old, we need to have some structure and some rules because we love him, okay? Also, we want him to grow up and be a man of God. So, we're going to come up with these rules, not to suck the fun out of his life, not to make it terrible, because we love him, okay? We're not going to let him play on the street because we don't want him to get run over, okay? We're going to tell him that on Sundays he's supposed to take out the trash so he learns responsibility and becomes a man. And our parents give us these rules out of love. And and God doesn't give these rules to the Israelites because he wants to make their lives miserable. He he gives it to protect them, to teach them, to give them order and structure. And that order and that structure, again, is founded on love. Love for God and love for people. All right, before we go today, I want us to run through one more time the Ten Commandments. If you guys can leave here, you guys got this, I believe. If you guys can run through the Ten Commandments, 
and remember love God and love people, I'm happy. So here we go. Ready? Here we go. Stretching it out. All right, cool. Number one. What is it? Love God, one God, love God only. Okay, number two. Don't make idols. Don't make idols with your scissors. Number three. I heard, don't use the Lord's name in vain. Good. Number four. Keep the Sabbath holy. Go to church. Number five. Did someone say, oh, did someone say honor Barrett? I liked that. That's not the fifth commandment. No. Yeah, honor your father and mother. Number six. Bang. <laughs> Don't kill people. Number two, number seven, sorry, number seven. Don't commit adultery. Number eight. Don't steal. You get your fingers chopped off. Nine. Somebody somebody said, don't make fun of your thumbs. (laughs) Yes. Do not lie about your poor little thumb, okay? And number ten. Don't covet. Don't want to take other things that other people have. All right, I'm going to pray, and then I will dismiss us. Let's pray. Father God, you are good and holy and righteous, and we love you, Lord. And God, we ask that we observe your commandments today, Lord, to love you, God, and to love other people. I pray that these students take to heart these Ten Commandments, God, that that we would be able to, to mold our lives around these, that we would obey you, Lord, and seek to love other people and to love you, and uh, we would see the heart behind these laws, God. Not just as something that we have to do, but something that, that you instruct us to do out of your love for us, Lord. Thank you for these students. Keep them safe. Help them to have a wonderful, wonderful week, upcoming week, and uh, we ask all these things in the name of your son, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen.